Live from Wimbledon, welcome to No Challenges in Raining. I'm Ben Rothenberg, joined once again for another draw show at a slam by Tumani Cario of The Guardian. Tumani, hello. Tumani Cario, Spain and Sub-Saharan Africa. Yes, of course. Of, yes. NCR Spain and Sub-Saharan Africa correspondent. Also side work for The Guardian as well. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank, that's very appropriately calling me on that. Uh, we're here with the draws. We're at Court 14, where we've done a bunch of draw shows, actually. One of our many courts we work at. Between Center Court and Court 1 our number one court, as they officially call it here. Uh, there's some excavation going on. I feel like it looks like they found the Rosetta Stone or something underneath Court 14, uh, but they're digging up parts of it uh, near where the umpire's chair will be. I'm not quite sure why, um, but I'm sure everything will be just fine and proper by the time uh, tennis rolls around. Let's hope so. If that's, they're digging at the exact um, part where Ostapenko and... Uh, uh, Tom that wasn't on this court. That wasn't on this court. No, oh, that course. was on 15, I think. That was maybe okay. one more over. Okay. I was there. I was yeah, standing yeah, yeah. there with my camera. You can see me in the videos in my like dark blue shirt, like, <gasps> watching that. Uh, Yelena Ospenko we're going to get to in this draw. We're going to talk about the draws. Yes. Uh, Ospenko, I think, is actually a big draw winner when we'll get to her. Uh, but she is in the Eastbourne final along with Petra Kvitova. Uh, Andrescu is in the final of Bed Homburg along with uh, a French person. I'm not, I actually don't know who won that match. Do you know who won that match? Garcia Cornet? Maybe it's still going, actually, as we record this. Let's say that. To hear ourselves cover. Uh, other stuff happening as well, but obviously the main stories are the slams. Do you want to start with the uh, the gentlemen or the ladies, as Wimbledon Let's says? Let's go with gentlemen, because last time it was the ladies. So okay, sure. We like to mix things up. <laughs> we do. We do. All right, so the top gentleman here is Novak Djokovic. As always, top line of the draw, Novak Djokovic uh, has not played any grass warm-up events, which is not uh, not any sanctioned tournaments. He did play Hurlingham. And I believe you went to Hurlingham, Tommy. Yeah. Can you tell me about that? What is that? Should I be honest? Please. I hated it. I hated it. It was horrible. Um, <laughs> honestly, it, it's just well, it's one of them. We're sitting in, you know, another one of them, I guess. But it's one of the most exclusive clubs in, like, sports clubs in London. And it's just, you know, people there to be seen and dressed up and drinking and doesn't reflect, you know, in, in, it doesn't really reflect South, well, your London. That, that's West London. It doesn't reflect um, London, you know, this kind of, the city, you know, the people inside the city. So it was it was just very strange to be there. This is something we say about Wimbledon, and I'm not sure exactly. This will come out before the episode we do with Alex Willis, uh, which is on different stuff. Wimbledon, I was having this conversation with another British person actually recently, and I don't think Brit- Wimbledon is quite the place of, like, exclusivity and snobbery that it comes off as, you're making a face. I, I'm i saying quite. I don't think it is the extreme people visualize it as. I mean, Especially when you compare it to Queen's Club or to Hurlingham, like you're saying. Even within, within British tennis, I think it's actually not the most, like, hoity-toity. Is that fair? I mean, no? Yes? I mean, you know, the bar's very high here, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. But... I don't know. It's 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 still exclusive in its own way, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. That's that. There's certainly. If you remember the word Debenshire means here, after all. Um, uh, Novak Djokovic exclusively playing Wimbledon in terms of sanctioned grass events here. Uh, and okay, I want to say I'm gonna. I, I made a point while we were talking to a former NCR guest Courtney Walsh on the way over here that I want to say again about the big picture of these draws before we get into them detailed. Is that I think these draws are very very balanced. We both agree with that, right? Both men's women's yep. draws are very balanced. The interesting players landed in non-problematic spots where they have room to operate, meaning Andy Murray and Serena Williams were yep. the two dangerous floaters, and they both got really favorable draws in a lot of ways that are giving them paths to work with if they're in any sort of contention shape. This is draws they will be happy with. Um, 
I didn't think as I was as I was watching the draw that just the removal that that there's not a ton of like really like it balances a good and bad thing in sometimes in a draw because it also means that like there's not a lot of like blockbuster you know uh, kind of like first round matches. I mean, I was just gonna say there wasn't much as much gossiping in the press room, you know. Yeah, when, exactly. When something happened, when some big, big draw, you know, exactly. First round draw. No, definitely. So there wasn't that, and um, and I think part of why that is is you take out from each draw a handful of relevant tough players through the Russia Belarus ban. Uh, there's no Azarenka, who's always a very dangerous, you know, seed to land near. Uh, Sabalenka obviously is a complete wild card. Maybe she's not that threatening right now uh, as a player, um, with her poor form of late. Uh, but you know, uh, beyond that, the Russians and then the Russian men, obviously number one, Daniil Medvedev, not playing this tournament. Uh, Rublev, Hatchinov, Hatchinov was the quarterfinalist last year. Rublev played well here, okay here last year. Um, even like Ilya Ivashka made the fourth round. Like he wouldn't have been an easy draw for Murray. Let's say if he got him fourth round, if you're paying attention. Um, you know, it was a meaningful, a little meaningful dilution of the of the strength of the field from the Russia-Belarus ban. Um, that does make for a slightly less spicy, whatever flavor borscht is, draw. Um, and, you know, that probably diminishes a bit of the quality of the field. That said, it's still a grand slam, and the attrition rate from the field for the lack of ranking points really has not hit like people thought it would. Everybody is posting up here. Uh, who's healthy. So not Zverev, who had his big ankle injury in, in Paris. He's number two in the world now. He's not playing, so we don't have the top two, which is kind of remarkable. But three, when three and four are Djokovic and Nadal, people don't really seem, are going to notice that much, honestly. Um, Osaka has her lingering Achilles issues. She was trying to play uh, and did not. So, you know, uh, I don't know. What do you think, big picture, of this, of the, how this field is before we get to the granular? I mean, I, I, I yeah, clearly... Everyone has shown up. I am interested to see. You know, I, I expected everyone to show up. The prize money is, you know, it's enough of, of a. I mean, you know, the I, the tournament is a big tournament. The prize money is enough. You know, um, we should also talk about you know those rumors about the prize money. You know, when when this kind of when when the back and forth between the Wimbledon and the tours began, mm-hmm. and there was you know some players even like suggesting that Wimbledon was prize money was going to drop as a result of the no. points removal and that's clearly was didn't completely happen. false it didn't soar either it kind of stayed where you no. expected it to be yeah it was, it was you yeah. know rising kind of you know as it did pre-pandemic um i'm curious to see actually you know john Isner actually raised this in uh in paris in paris you know that players may show up but maybe some won't be as motivated so i'm, I'm interested to just just see how performances are in the first round from players who may, may not think they have a much of a chance to do much here. No, exactly. And so players, you know, like, let's just use stereotypes, like, you know, your clay quarter kind of players, your, whether that's Argentines or Spaniards or ever. Or Norwegians. Or Norwegians. <laughs> no, ser- but seriously, though, I think it was on this court where Kasparud last year lost to Jordan Thompson first round, who's a solid grass court player, Jordan Thompson. Um, but Kasparud is seated third. And so, you know, maybe it's just one of those things, someone gets down two sets to love. Maybe the fight is a little bit... Maybe that's when the things start going in their head about the ranking points and whatever. Um, I think that will almost exclusively be a first round, maybe second round kind of issue. And um, as they continue to dig up this this court, it's a little alarming. I don't know what's down there. Um, 
I think it's a drain issue or something, but uh, I, I do think they're going to unearth some buried treasure at some point. We'll keep you posted on what emerges from, from down below Court 14. Uh, bring a shovel if you want to come yourself and, and dig it up. I'm sure they would encourage that for all spectators. I just hope the guy doesn't fall in already. Yeah, it's a sizable hole at this point. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, you know, I think the business end of the tournament, it's almost the same way I feel about other non-efforts, which even even under the scope of uh, a very different issue, like match-fixing, right? Match-fixing almost certainly is not going to ever affect, you'd be, it'd be shocking if it ever affected like a Grand Slam final, or even a Grand Slam second week match. It's going to be peripheral matches in the first round that you weren't really paying attention to anyway, that are ones that are likely to be sort of hit by that external force, that are vulnerable to that. And I think, I feel the same way about sort of tanks around this, uh, this kind of phenomenon. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, the money is still there, and the money will motivate players. And uh, and it's still there's also a lot of contract bonuses. Contracts will have bo- like someone's Nike deal will have a bonus for reaching the quarterfinals of the Grand Slam or something like that. Like there are other incentives for them outside of just the prize money posted on the draw um, when it comes to their their tournament. So those are some good big picture points um, as Wimbledon. Uh, yeah, so we're also seeing people cleaning, washing windows here, sort of strapped to the, the cables. There's a lot going on here. Let's, let's just say that. <laughs> it's fun though. It's, I, w- I always love actually this tournament and these days in this tournament, like with the calm before the storm at Wimbledon. It's like a very unique thing because there's so much attention to detail here about the tournament and seeing them that in action. You don't get this in New York. Yeah. They, don't, they don't clean the windows in New York. You kidding me? <laughs> it's also I don't know, like before a tournament or immediately after a tournament. That, that's always some like building or taking down going on whereas I don't know it's just maintenance here. Yeah. you know it's, it's just a different right because it is a year round club yeah yeah yeah. that's a good point alright so anyway as the second digger comes it's a, it's a blowtorch <laughs> <laughs> folks there's a blowtorch on court 14 now I'm gonna burn the grass down alright uh, speaking of burning it down Novak Djokovic okay let me let me let me let me let me take another detour before we get to this draw because that's what people came for right and we have all night clearly to do this Novak Djokovic, we're going to talk about his Wimbledon chances, right? What was actually at stake in these next couple weeks for him is also his U.S. Open chances. Because if Novak Djokovic wants to take the front door into America and play the U.S. Open, that would require him getting vaccinated and double vaccinated. And according to the rules, having his being two weeks out from his second vaccine dose before arriving to America, that's the guidelines tend to the U.S. You have to have your second dose two weeks before arriving at the U.S. border. TikTok on that for Novak Djokovic if he actually wants to do it. For all we know, he's already done it. Maybe he already got vaccinated. We don't. We again, this is the same stupid guessing game. But like, it's something he should get asked about. I don't. I don't want. To, I don't really want to, want to do it. I can do it if need be. But like, he should be asked about his U.S. Open plans during this tournament. I just think he's made his position clear, and at this point, and but I, it's I, different this time because there's no delusion. Uh, I'm not disagreeing, with you, but there's no delusion of uh, an exemption this time. I think he no, should have no. no. He should have no but, idea there's an exemption coming. Maybe he's changed his mind, but he made. I think he just made his stance pretty even after you know the Australia thing that he's prepared to sacrifice. Blah blah blah. And, and sure, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm I sure. know, but he entered Indian Wells. I feel like he's still in denial on some level. Maybe, but I, I just think he's. You know, I don't know. I, I've I've taken his word for now. Yeah. And I don't know. He's he's been extremely consistent on it. So. The blowtorch is being used in the hole. I don't know about that. <laughs> That's not what I would do. I wouldn't t- turn a blowtorch upside down and stick it in a hole. Uh, there's an explosion so here and we wipe out. Yeah. Hopefully this audio is preserved and it'll be a tracking memory. Uh, Without screams? <laughs> we'll just get vaporized. Uh, with whatever kind of gas line they're going to hit there. My God. But wishing them luck. 
Novak Djokovic wishing him luck as well against Sun Wukwon uh, in the first round. Sun Wukwon, uh, people may not know, one of the fastest players on tour and most notable to me and probably you for being on Masked Singer Korea um, in like the all-star edition and like being very serious about his singing. Uh, hopefully those clips come up during that match. Um, they, they voted him out like I don't get I don't know Marcina but I think he didn't do great so Aww. I hope he does better ne- well, I hope he does better next time yeah I hope I hope it's not daunted because he has like it, it, it was pretty good I gotta say I enjoyed his performance when I watched the clips of it um, anyway so he's there Djokovic's second round would get uh, Tanasi Kokonakis or Camille Maitrezak one of the many names that got said in the draw ceremony today. Um, and we'll get to that when we get to a certain <laughs> Julia and the women's draw. Um, <laughs> and uh, then Djokovic could get a uh, another Serb, potentially in the third round, Mirmir Kekmanovic, who he would have played first round yep. in Australia, uh, fittingly. Yep. Uh, Kekmanovic has Milman first, who's a solid grass court player. And then, uh, actually, there's a third Serb in here, Laszlo Jerry as well, and Tabilo, who's a South American. I wouldn't expect to do too much in this section. Um, just go a little bit further with Djokovic. He then get Opelka, who's really not been playing well lately. Although Opelka has a good first round against Taberner, but then Tim Van Rijthoven, who's the surprise winner of the Apostrophe Tournament, uh, also known as Sir Togenbosch. Uh, he uh, is there second round. Uh, Nicholas Baslashvili and Lucas Russell, Loom in the third. Um, I think this is a good draw for Djokovic. You know, I don't think it's, yep. a, cha- I don't think it's a challenging first week for him. Yeah, and, and yeah, and or f- first four rounds actually. First four rounds and and just. You know, zooming out even more, he's drawn against, well, projected to collect Alcaraz in, in the quarterfinal. And, and Alcaraz has, well, first of all, he's he played in Hurlingham, his his first, you know, any kind of match since the French Open. And he was sporting just an enormous um, strapping on his elbow. Ooh. And he said it was just precautionary, but it was it was very dramatic. It was like Radvanska level of, <laughs> tape. <laughs> of, of tape, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, and, and he's, he kind of was honest about not not feeling like, you know, he still has, as, as most um, younger players uh, are still kind of developing on grass and he's, yeah. he's not comfortable. I actually just wrote a piece about that. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, just, yeah, it, it will probably take time. It won't be, you know, today. It, he won't be... Yeah. Well, it's, it's an interesting thing. When I, when I talk at the beginning about the draws being balanced, there was a real shot for them not to be. Yeah. Because this interesting, because the seating isn't actually really that accurate, it feels like. Because I think we have a situation where six, seven, eight in the top eight seeds are much stronger than three, four, five. Yeah, yeah. Um, so six, seven, eight, we'll just look at this is Felix Ojeal, I see Hubert Hercatch, and Matteo Berrettini. All of them are good on grass, um, especially those latter two, you know, winning Queens and, yeah, yeah. and Holler, respectively, or vice versa, um, and both making Wimbledon deep runs last year. They played each other in the semifinal last year. Um, but they both, they each got put in a quarter without yeah. Nadal or Djokovic, which is perfect and ideal and not a guarantee to happen. And, and, and in my eyes, that, that these are their quarters. Yeah, I agree. no, I agree. And so we'll get to, that. I mean, we'll talk I mean, a little bit more about the, Alcaraz. Yeah. We'll get to the rude quarter in a second. But, yeah, um, yeah I think I think it's just the draw worked out like, if you could, like, make an ideal draw. And again, I don't believe these draws are rigged, but this was, like, a perfectly balanced draw. I still think they should change the seedings. I think seeding Casper Ruud three at a grass tournament is just... What's the point? I, I, well, yeah, I, I don't. I'd never had a problem with the formula. Yeah. No one, whoever did. Yeah, and I'd, I'd also, I'd also wonder if they might just bring it back out of spite after the ranking. They should. The last year. They should. Um, they should have honestly just got rid of the seeds altogether this year or something. Just go a little bit crazy. Go, go Wimbledon gone rogue. Why not? But they really didn't do that. Um, anyway, so this section, the Alcaraz eighth of the draw, uh, Alcaraz uh, opens against Struff and then Fanini or Talon Greek Spore. Um, Holland's got Talon. 
Uh, and then uh, the seed, I was surprised to see this person seated, and maybe it's a bit of a testament to the to the band, uh, but Oscar Otta, who was a qualifier here last year and played second round against uh, uh, Murray, is suddenly a big OO in the uh, seeds at number 32. So that was kind of nice to see. His, yeah. He's a, I like watching him, and it was cool to see him like, oh, wow, you're suddenly really moving faster than I realized. On grass um, especially. Yeah, and he's good on grass. So he's, I think he's actually probably my pick to make it out of that, that section of the draw. Um, so maybe face uh, Sinner, who opens against Favrinka in the section, uh, and then Andy Murray's in here too. Andy Murray was the main sort of big name, obviously, among the men uh, of the unseated who we were watching for in the draw. He got, uh, like Serena, kind of an uninteresting draw in a good way. Um, he opens against James Duckworth, who actually played well here last year. I think made third round of the slam for the first time ever in his career, maybe fourth. Definitely, his search, I forget if he won more than but he made third round for the first time. And maybe he won one more. I'm not sure. But he beat Query, which I remember being surprised by, because I thought Query would handle that match easily, because Query's so good on grass, and Duckworth beat him, and it wound up being a sort of a really bad slide for Query. Anyway, uh, Murray could get Isner second round, which is not a comfortable match, but he's very good against Isner in his career. Um, and then uh, Sinner, who's I think never won a match on grass, I believe, which is shocking because of how great Sinner Bolt was mythically. Um, but Sinner has not won yeah. a grass match yet. Uh, he opens against Sam Vavrinka, who's obviously a big name, but not really. I don't think a meaningful contender here on any level. No. Um, so I like this draw for Murray. I think Murray, if he's healthy, and I don't know if you can report on this, I'll give a little Murray update because you obviously you guys have your ear to the Murray ground. Yeah, 24-7. 24-7. Uh, yeah. um, Murray, Murray's draw is good. Does that mean he can make the quarterfinals? I mean, well, uh, a healthy it, Murray would. Yeah. It, Stuttgart it, healthy based, Murray would. Based on how he was playing in Stuttgart, which was some of the best tennis he's played since... I mean, Definitely. since twenty-seven, since he was what ranked world number yeah, one. Yeah, he beat Sitsipas. Sure, yeah. He beat Kyrgios. Yeah, he took Berrettini to a third set. He had a couple yeah. other good wins. And he, he did was it. Good. He did it all without. He didn't all of, without dropping a set until you know the final yeah. against Berrettini. Um, so, so, so he he'd been practicing a, a bit, but not serving, and it and he was actually not very. So, so we he spoke to the British press. Um, I think at, at the beginning of the week, and he was actually quite. He, he was he was less hopeful than I, you know sounded less positive than I thought, hmm. um, but it seems like he's been serving in practice the, the last few days because it's, it's an abdominal injury, um, yeah. so it's, it seems that like things are moving in the right direction for him to play. But whether he'll be, you know, at his best after not you know after his preparations were kind of me, you know messed up is is another question. But regardless, you know it's. it's I think Stuttgart was a nice little breakthrough for him, and you know, a reminder of to himself what he can do. And so, if yeah, so so I think certainly if he's healthy and playing well, he has a chance of going deep. Yeah. Or, or you know, there's the U.S. hardcore season where he, he can try to do something there. Yeah, but this Wimbledon is special, and I'm sure there is still the tone of this could be his last Wimbledon, right? I mean, in yeah. The background. Yeah, but I, I think it just depends on. In my opinion, this is just my my thought. Like, he wants to. If if he feels that he can, can be competitive and then he'll be here next year. If, okay. If he doesn't, yeah. then it will be his last one. Good. I think it's quite simple. Good. Uh, but so I, I would say that yeah. I do think that this just summer in general is, is very important, particularly as he kind of hired rehired even Lendl and kind of it feels like just put everything you know put everything in the basket and let you know if I can if I can do something then great. But if if not even you know bringing back the old band doesn't work then I think 
still have a lot to think about at the end of the year. He's going all in, in a way that I appreciate, in a way that's not totally dissimilar from what Simona Halep is doing in her own very different way, like making big plays that are, you know, Murray is less debatable, I think. Um, let's get to the next section, this Casper Ruud section of the draw, quarter of the draw, which is where you want to be in the draw. Casper Ruud, I think, is a 2-5 and a five career record on grass. Um, Just lost to Ryan Penniston at... Um, yeah, at Queen's Club. Queen, yeah. And straight, who people had not heard of before that, but Penniston had a good run. Yeah. Uh, making back-to-back quarters. His uh, first two ATP events. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, he played college tennis in the U.S. at Mississippi State? Memphis. Memphis. Okay, Memphis. Go with that. That's where Salisbury played too, right? I think? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's go with maybe. Strong maybe. Um, uh, Alex Gretzkin can write in the comments below where, where these people played. Or scream. Yeah. Casper um, <laughs> uh, Rude uh, opened. This is, again, this is a weak section for sure, with the notable exception. So the seeds in here are Kasparud at three, and then his eighth. Uh, Pablo Carini boosts at 16, another not-grass favorite player. Francis Tiafo has been very up and down. Opportunity for him in the section for sure at 23. And he he, lo- he likes grass a lot. He, he likes but it, his, but his results have not been yeah, great. He had two tight losses, and they're not good. But he's but he can, but he beat Tsitsipas first round here last year. He won another match after that. So another good match. I forget who he played, but someone else who's like... I think maybe Pospisil second round. It was like, a, which is a good grass win. Um, and uh, anyway, and then Sebastian Baez, who's number 31 seed, uh, the other last seed in this uh, sixth, eighth. And again, not someone I would imagine is a big fan of grass, just being a new on tour Argentine. Could be wrong. Um, but there's this one first round match, which is way out of balance, harder than the rest of them in this, in this between two unseeded here. Uh, Alexander Bublik plays Martin Fucevic in the first round. Fucevic made fourth round here, or sorry, quarterfinal here last year, uh, beating Rublev fourth round, lost to Djokovic in the quarters. A former junior champ here, and Bublik loves grass. Um, is, is still as volatile as ever, um, but that's sort of like a, a weird, interesting draw where like whoever makes wins that match should make the the quarters. Honestly, I don't, actually I don't know how much form. Vucevic has. I haven't seen him much this year. He, he, he hasn't been playing well this year. Okay. It's just tough. So, it's so tough. then Bublik should make the quarters? That's a, I mean, that's a... That's a crazy thing yeah. to say. Like, Bublik is expected to do yeah. things because he's so, he's so unpredictable. I like... Uh, Goffin is also a nice pick in here. Yeah, yeah. Goffin's in the section two. Ugo Ambera's in here too. He's been really not great lately. Um, but he almost fell the top 100 recently. Um... Lajevic I haven't seen on grass. I don't know. I just think this is a, it's a really open section. And even like Tiafo is like lucky to be here. Um, Bettinay is not horrible on grass. I mean, who knows? This is like, this is where you want to be, basically, is what I'm saying. Compared to the next section where I th- where the seeds are much stronger, uh, Hubert Hercatch is in this section uh, rounding up this rude quarter. And he, you know, is playing really well. It's just like, just looks like an increasingly well-rounded, top, re- reliable player on grass, especially. Yeah. And winning, winning Hala comfortably, uh, beating uh, Medvedev in the final really soundly. Yeah. Um, and also Felix. And Felix. Quarters. Mm-hmm. And just being just, just good at tennis. And uh, obviously he was the last opponent for Roger Federer here, or at least until Federer comes back. We'll see. Uh, her catch's draw is not easy, actually, at all. He opens against Davidovich Fokina, who's hurt. Yeah. He hurt his wrist and falling in Eastbourne. But I've seen him I've here. I've seen him around, yeah. Yeah, I've seen him here. So I don't know if he's... I haven't yeah. seen him hitting, but I've seen him walking around. Yeah. So he's, hopefully he's... he's he must have been walking around. I've seen him, like, five times. <laughs> <Just> doing laps, <laughs> Davidovich Fokina. You mentioned Lendl. I've also seen Lendl around a ton. It's just weird how you run into yeah, certain same, people yeah. <laughs> over and over. Uh, people are just going out unconstitutional. So Davidovich, yeah, walking around and probably falling. He's known for falling. Um, uh, not an easy first round if he's healthy. Yuri Vesely, not an easy second round for, for her catch. He's a very reliable uh, grass veteran here. I saw him, because he's a tall guy, he was he had his, um, 
like his daughter sitting on his shoulders like piggyback and he's walking up the stairs it's like this is a lofty child uh, up on his uh, <laughs> uh, his um, those, uh, father's shoulders uh, parental shoulders uh, and then Tommy Paul's the other scene I here like, Dimitrov I like, I like, Nori I like, third, I like although I guess obviously the heavy favorite Paul's been playing well Paul's been playing well yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. he beat somebody good he beat um uh, Shapovalov, who has been playing really bad, actually, but he, that was a good <laughs> win on grass. Yeah. Brian um, uh, Pennison, you mentioned, who's done really well, uh, making back-to-back quarters. He's in this section as well. Uh, he can play Dimitrov a uh, second round, and then Cam Nori is in here as well. This is a just a much better section of the draw than the one above it uh, with the Ruse section. Um, but I feel really good about her catch to the semis. I think it will be a surprise if he doesn't make it. Yep. Um, and he this is should be good consolidation for him just to sort of be seen as a top tenner that he should be. And granted, he might fall out because he's losing uh, semifinal points because of the no points thing. Um, but i like Hubie to make it to the semis against Shokovic, and I think he can contend in that match. Like, why not? All right? Yeah, sure. I mean, Novak is very good. But also, yeah, what do you make about Novak's just, like, form? before we, As we flip to the bottom half, should Novak make the final here and Slash win this title? I mean, because, I, because because the data is still limited on Novak this year. It's a thing. I think he's still, he's, he's Novak and... and and he's still the heavy favorite because of that, and mm-hmm. especially at Wimbledon, it's it's funny that just just it's funny how it almost feels like, he, at least to me, given how some of the other younger players, aside from like Kerkach and Berardini, how how other players play on grass, it, it almost feels like he's even more of a favorite here than on on hard courts in in some way, because there's just fewer challenges. You want, um, you want to know a stat? Here's a stat: Medvedev, Tsitsipas, Zverev. Um, Rublev uh, have combined Rude? for and Rude, sure. Rude, we can throw Rude in there. Have combined for zero Wimbledon quarterfinals. Yep. 0.0. Yep. I don't know what's wrong with them. Yeah. But they should do better. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, with Novak, I think. It's also just crazy that Novak is going for seventh, seventh um, Wimbledon title here. You know, I grew up, you know, with that number seven Sampras yeah. being like the Holy Grail. Yeah. And He's done it on the surface. It's funny because it's, it's his second best slam statistically, yeah. but he's still so good I mean, here. And, you know, you could even... Obviously, his, his clay court record is kind of blunted by the fact that, you know, Nadal has always been there. Yeah. So it's just... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great... As we switch to the bottom half, I want to give a quick update on the uh, whole situation on Core 14. The blowtorch is back out. Maybe you can hear it. It's very loud. It's, it is pretty loud. I'm not sure if it'll pick up on this mic or not. Um, and there was a monkey wrench being used earlier as well. And the shovel is being used in tandem with the blowtorch. Yeah. A blowtorch and shovel situation? I don't know. On, on, uh, on the on positive side, they clean the windows without anyone falling. So Yeah, uh, they're pros. They know yeah. what they're doing. And they, mean, were, they, were, they were well fastened in I there. mean, you, you, you don't sound as confident about these guys. Do you? Well, it's just a little <laughs> bit more. There's a third guy staring at the hole yeah. while the other two work. So just not a <laughs> hole inspection. Um, okay, bottom half, as we continue... Uh, with the whole inspection in the background. Uh, Matteo Berrettini is the top line of the bottom half of the draw. Number eight seed again. This is part of the balance draw that he got in this in the quarter with Stefano Tsitsipas, who was not, again, his grass form has not been what people thought it would be. He actually had a good, one of the first times he had a breakout tournament was here. Uh, he made fourth yeah. round and lost to Isner in a reasonable match and I guess 2018. And so I associate him with being good on grass and the results just haven't been there although, at the pro level. Although he did. To be fair, he has made the Mallorca final um, as we speak. Okay. Today, yeah. Well, he hopefully gets some form because he's. I would like yeah. to see him do better on grass. I mean, yeah. he's got potential. I, like I, he has a lot in his game, and he he always talks about how how 
he likes grass and things he can be great on it but the biggest thing for me is just his return of serve that's where mm. like it's really an issue with the obviously it's an interesting one to watch this year because he's also been fine and he won Monte Carlo but like I just don't think he's playing it that near his best no. this year and I don't know how much that's still residual elbow issue or what but like since he's having I think actually a year that I find fair or unfair like disappointing like he should be, he should be better there's space right now the ATP for him if he's healthy yeah. for him to do this so maybe this is a good chance for him to make his first uh, quarterfinal let's start with him because we just talked talking about him don't get to Berrettini second uh, so Tsitsipas opens against Alexander Richard, who is a Swiss guy who represented the U.S. for four years and then switched back to Switzerland. Um, i got to say I didn't notice him representing the U.S. because he was pretty far down the rankings. Um, but he played college tennis and, and was from Zurich. And Anyway, not a bad. He qualified. Um, he was the first qualifier chronologically uh, to make it through the final round. Uh, then the aforementioned Jordan Thompson, who's a good grass court player. Uh, that could be potentially tricky for for Stefanos. I think, I think Thompson won one of the challengers this year um, on grass. And then potentially third round against uh, the seed is Filip Karinovic, but the more likely sexier pick in terms of draw excitement is Nick Kyrgios, yep. uh, who's but. had a good year actually results-wise. He keeps melting down during every loss he has, which is immature. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think he's, 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 he's play, the playing is really good. He's probably playing the most consistent tennis of his life, just yeah. week, week by week, making semis. But then, yeah, when something goes his way against a big player, he just, you know, it all goes out the prem. And um, it, just, it just seems more and more like a defense mechanism to me, honestly. Yeah, well, just like, because, like, just, you know, it's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's constantly reaching points in matches where you're either going to dig in and fight and, and really, you know, grind and do you know do everything to win. Or, or blame someone else. Yeah. Which just keeps doing that. Yeah. Um, he keeps, like, losing first set tie breaks, and that's where he has his meltdowns, is he loses first set tie breaks. Like, just win the tie break instead. How about that? <laughs> it's not... If, I, I also... Like should mention Filip Krajinovic, who made the Queen's final, and it's the matter. Did you see the interview after he made the, sem- after he made the final? Yeah, and he uh, was like, "I hate grass." Well, not, not just that. He said he, he said I hate grass, but also that I'd spent my my entire career tr- trying Tank, not to tanking, tanking and going grass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, and he, it was his first ever ATP main draw tournament on grass. Mm, yeah, and he made the final. <laughs> At thirty years old, you realize, oh wow, I could have been trying on this surface my entire life. <laughs> yeah, just it, it's it's funny. You know, Krajinovic was someone who was really hyped when he was younger. He yeah. from, from IMG Academy, millions of practices with K, and really talented player as well. But it kind of says a lot when, you, you know, when he, he, he was. I, I enjoy the honesty, but if, if I don't know, <laughs> the, the, the seem- fact that no, just the fact that he kind of openly admitted he would, wasn't really trying on grass. Krajinovic is somebody when I watch him. And this is unfair, and I do not know him up close. But, like, you get the sense that, like, he's just not someone who's maximized his gifts. Or, or is that maybe not even that, you know, fussed about, you know. Right, no, he's, that, he's that, in, that's, that's part of it. Like, he's enjoying his, his life as a tennis No, player. like, being number 30 in the world or whatever in yeah. the 30s he is, it's a comfortable life. And, like, not every, and that's also, like, that's not necessarily an insult. Like, I'm, that no. sounds like an insult, but, like, not everyone he's does. not someone who's, like, desperate for you know turning his whole life around or turning his whole life into this sport maybe yeah. that's healthy on some level um but yeah anyway so the others the high seed in this it's about eighth of the draw is uh Denis Shapovalov who we've mentioned uh or alluded to earlier Shapovalov made semis here last year played really well here last year really really well played good against Djokovic in that semifinal and was honestly crushed that his best wasn't good enough in that match um someone who has a lot of potential here um and is playing 
absolutely, his results are terrible lately. Horrific. Horrific. He uh, parted with Jamie Delgado, who was his coach. Uh, after Andy Murray parted with Delgado, he picked up Delgado. And then he stopped with Delgado and had uh, Peter Polanski, who people remember as the guy who set the record for being a lucky loser at slams, uh, the calendar slam of lucky losers, um, getting four slams in a row in whatever year that was, 2018, 2017. Um, he saw so coaching Peter, a uh, fellow Canadian guy, and the results was nothing good. He lost first round of the French Open, a loss that aged well to Holger Runa. Um, so that was the tough draw, but on grass, the results have not been good. And uh, he opens against Arthur Rinderknecht, which is a good kind of litmus test match because, like, that's someone who Shapovalov is a better player than Rinderknecht. Rinderknecht is like a solid, you know, uh, good serve. Like, he will be a professional top 100 opponent for him, and Shapovalov can either rise to the occasion or not. Shapovalov, I remember, actually really destroyed Batista Gut, who's a potential third round opponent in the third or fourth round here last year. It was like a real it was one of those like, oh Chapo's doing well. He like they did like three two and two or something against RBA, which was a really remarkable scoreline. Destroyed Murray as well. Yeah, destroyed Murray, exactly. So he was really marching through people. He had a he he had a great tournament yeah, yeah. last year. Um and so it was just hope that and he's gonna drop in the rankings too, I think they out of the top twenty losing his uh semifinal points. So I'm wishing him wishing him luck here. Uh but Sitsipas yeah has shots Sitsipas and Chapovalov both can step up and and get a run here, or something else can happen. I like Kyrgios, and Kyrgios, again, I think is in the mix for sure. Kyrgios can beat these guys if he's, you know, healthy and motivated, and he has some sort of, he pulled up Mallorca with some sort of ab issue, um, but, I, again, you never know the first week of the year, uh, sorry, for week before a slam, rather, um, how much that's preventative, especially with, you know, like, like Jabur's uh, doubles pull out in East 4. We'll get to, I can't really talk about Serena. Gosh, we have a lot to talk about in this <laughs> show. we got to pick up the pace here. All right, so Berrettini is the other part of the top of this uh, past quarter. Uh, I think Berrettini's draw is really good for him. Uh, he gets Christian Garin, who's fallen out of the seed range uh, with a rough start to his year. Uh, he was in the top 16 in Australia, I'm pretty sure. Um, he had like a ton of points from 20. He was one of those players who, who he won a few titles, and mm-hmm. they were just stuck to his ranking. Like, yeah. Really, so. um, uh, he gets Garin first, and then the winner of uh, Marc-Andrea Hussler and Hugo Grenier. Uh, Zdenek the Logo Collage is, is there <laughs> next. And then Brooksby, who I would like to think would do well on grass, but just hasn't. Uh, and then NCRFA Benjamin Bonzi uh, here as well. It's, it's been in, just interesting to see Brooksby trying diff- these different surfaces because... Yeah, Brooksby in Europe has not been yeah, great. He's, he's, I mean, you know, with, he's obviously very inexperienced and maybe I'm yeah. sure it, he can improve with time, but it's just interesting to just be reminded of, of how different surfaces are. <laughs> I also, yeah, definitely. And I also wonder, and I should talk, uh, maybe unfair speculation, but I also wonder if that whole Miami thing with the throwing the racket at the line, hit the line judge, like rattled him more because he has not been good since then. And it's just like, if there's an inflection point, because he was great. He beats the Boston in Indian Wells. He's like a really fascinating player to watch. He, you know, good, good, fun player who I just like watching, but that moment was obviously not great and he got dragged for it. And maybe that was tough for him, uh, some sort of psychologically. I don't know. So keeping an eye on him for sure, and I think more focus will shift to him once we get to the uh, the U.S. Open series. Um, uh, a couple of people mentioned Alex uh, Dimonar, uh, good grass court player, uh, is here. Uh, Diego Schwartzman is a 12 seed. Um, These are potential fourth round opponents for for Berrettini, and then Jack Draper is in here as well. Uh, Jack Draper's played really well yeah. on grass. Uh, he's been fast rising. Was a really good junior. It's, I think he's sort of the most exciting British prospect since Murray. I think it's fair to say on the men's side. Yeah. And um, 
he opens against uh, TikTok fave Zizou Bergs. Zizou Bergs, uh, who's sort of an indie hit, so it's interesting to see him against uh, Draper on a big court potentially. Um, so I've, you know, yeah, uh, I think it's the first slam main draw for Zizou, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so he got he won the Ilkley Challenger and got the last wild card, yeah. basically beating Jack Sock, who's somewhere in here as well. Uh, he's in the bottom quarter. We'll get to him momentarily. Credit, credit to um, George as well for. Yeah, George won a clay challenger yeah. this week. Or, yeah. yeah, so he's coming back from injury as well. Oh, yeah, George Schwartzman's actually interesting. Yeah. It's a good name recognition first round match. Yeah. People will know them. It's funny, George, former Halle champion. Yeah, that's right. That was the thing. Yeah, and it's interesting he's a Halle champion playing clay the week before Wimbledon. But anyway, he, um, yeah, wishing him luck as well. He's had some rough injury luck. And so uh, there's some space there to make the. Demon R is not a reliable seed at slams. So, uh, you know. He there's space for for a Draper or a Chorich or even Bets or even Bets Bags <laughs> Zizu. Yeah. Watch the TikToks there. He's a very specific flavor of TikTok that I can't really uh, say uh, in this context. You mean like how to is it how to get with the tennis player part fifty seven? Again, that's but I know who he is from that. Yeah. Once he, like I shared, that was memorable. And some of them get a lot of views. Yeah. Is, yeah, he's like by far I think the most devoted TikToker of, of tennis players. Yeah, so um, yeah, uh, okay. Bottom quarter is the Rafael Nadal quarter. Let's start with him. Uh, Nadal is uh, you know won the first two Grand Slams. We haven't really talked about Nadal yet in this show. Nadal is going is halfway to a calendar slam here, in theory. For the first time in his career. For the first time in his career in season yeah. twenty. It's pretty crazy uh, because he's been so good in France and so not good in Australia relative to his other successes. Yeah. Um, and they're still digging over there, by the way. There's no... Isn't the blowtorch? Is that the blowtorch I hear? Can't tell. Anyway, hold it. We'll have to hold for a bit. Uh, Nadal, uh, I think, got a really favorable draw. Opens against uh, Francisco Sarandolo, who's not been good since his surprise Miami semifinal run. Uh, Barrancas or Query. Query would be a scary draw at Wimbledon, but he just has not been good at all lately. Uh, and then Sonigo is the seed. Although, Dennis Kudla uh, is in the third round. It's a, it's a very good, solid grass court player, but yep. I don't think he matches up well against Nadal. But, man, it could be. Um, that'd be a scary one for Nadal if it was like first or second round. Third, by the time he gets the third, I think Nadal would have some form. Um, uh, the other, and then, you know, Nadal, Nadal's draw is not easy compared to the other ones, maybe. He gets Marin Chilis, potentially, who became a really popular dark horse pick for Wimbledon during the grass, and he lost surprisingly to Krajinovic in the semifinals of Queens. Um, but Chilich is there, made the final once before in 2017. He also could play um, Chilich's fourth round, sorry, third round against uh, 21 seed Bob Vandeslap. Of the Netherlands, um, I expect Chilich to get through and Nadal to beat him. Um, he played on grass for the first time last year in his life. So Who's that? Bob. Bob. Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, but Bob looked okay. He made the what? He made semis. Semis of Queens. Queens. Yeah. yeah. No, he's he's good on grass. Um, uh, yeah. So anyway, so that's that's Nadal's uh, first four rounds in the the quarterfinal could be. Felix, uh, who played in the fourth round of the French Open, very tight five-setter. Felix has one of the oh, toughest draws yeah. against current Eastbourne finalist Maxime Cressy, who has delivered on what we were thinking could be his serve volley potential. I there are now three people looking at the hole uh, over there. Uh, Cressy is uh, yeah, just classic grass disruptor serve volley. He's a very throwbacky game. He takes a lot of pride in that, and he's in a great rhythm. And if Felix is lacking in confidence, which he sometimes has been this year, um, not normally at slams. Not no, not normally at slams. But, but yeah. well, he didn't. He nearly lose in the French Open. To, yeah, he was losing to somebody really obscure. Yeah, yeah. Who was that? Okay. Uh, who was a good question? I forget who that was. But somebody who like 
people had barely heard of. He was losing to in the first round before pulling away with that. Um, anyway, uh, winner of Cressy Felix gets uh, Jack Sock, who qualified uh, pretty comprehensively, or Dennis Novak, another qualifier. Uh, Daniel Evans is in here. Uh, good draw for Evans, starting against Kubler, then Bagnitzer. Or, or no, sorry, I misread that. Uh, Sock plays Zapata Marias to potentially play uh, Cressy or Felix. And then uh, I think good draw to Evans at the third round where he would play uh, Felix or Cressy. Uh, and then Taylor Fritz, who has been not great uh, lately, uh, 11 seed. Uh, and Holger Runa, who I haven't seen on grass yet, but he obviously had a great clay run. I'm not sure how he is on grass. Um, yeah, space for whoever wins that. Whoever wins that Cressy Felix match. I think it's in really good shape to make the the quarters here, potentially. Thoughts? Yeah, I no, I agree. With you. That's, that's my thought. No. Uh, yeah, but I think yeah, I think this is a big opportunity. You know, obviously he's he's in Nadal's section, but for Felix to kind of consolidate his you know ability to go deep and stand. Yeah. So this is a big test for him and. I think we'll learn a bit about him in the first round. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Um, all right, that's the men's draw. Do you, let's talk about, sorry, we didn't get into Nadal too, like, big picture Do you think Nadal can slash should make, let's say, at least semis to get to Berrettini? And then maybe, can he go further than that even? Yeah. I mean, based on how what he's done this year, um, I wouldn't go against it. I've, you know, he, he obviously, you know, after the French Open, he kind of, open the floodgates about his his foot issues and then like the day two days after he the day after i think he went to barcelona and did the did his um radio frequency ablation treatment um and it seems to have gone well he he i, I saw him in hurling him as well while you know when i wasn't like being just dis- you know staring around disgusted at, <laughs> at my world um he he was very impressive um it was actually that was actually really interesting to see because I mean it was just very close so you could hear everything and right near his camp and he was so self self-critical it's obviously not a, like a real match um, and so probably because it, it, he's treating it as practice every every point even points that he won and he was like oh, I should have done this I should have done that you know talking with his coach back and forth and well, the, the no, I just love that you're being the Spain correspondent here for us so fully with this Spanish <laughs> yeah, well, knowledge. Well, I, I take I it, love it. I take it really seriously. I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, it was it was just really in- interesting to just see see that, and just also just to see the, the difference between Nadal in a match where he accepts everything and it's like I'm here to you know I, I'm winning, I'm here to win, I'm here to not you know react, blah blah blah, and then in a practice practice match where more perfectionist yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. and you know a lot of a lot of players can't you know shift between the two like that so that's interesting but the point is that he looked good he didn't seem to have any problem with his foot you know although this he had some troubles at um Wimbledon in the past um he the last two times he was here in 2018 and 2019 he made the semis he lost to Djokovic in 2018 one of the best matches of all time then he lost to Federer in 2019 in the semis so you know there, there ain't no Djokovic or Federer in, waiting for him in the semi-final, yeah. so he has a he has a chance. He has a great chance. He had a, b- a bad stretch on at Wimbledon when you know those years where he lost to uh, Russell, uh, uh, then Steve Darcy, then Dustin Brown, yeah. and then Jill Mueller. That was a, if, not a bad loss to Jill Mueller, but when he lost to every man and his dog, essentially. yeah, essentially. <laughs> but but that but that's that phase is over yeah. phase for him. So. He did not play grass last year. We'll see how he does. Uh, but yeah, but I don't buy. I like it's so tricky with Nadal because you feel like you're kind of getting not gaslit. That's too strong a word. But like you have to like you have to take everything he says with a grain of salt because he's, he's so good. 
and setting expectations so low. For both of the slams, he just won. And he just won both of those slams. Yeah. His 21st and 22nd. So what are we doing here if we don't believe yeah. in his chances to win things? He's roughing it out. He's, yeah. He's, he's got 22. He's, you know, he's, he's one away from Serena. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That'd be big. Uh, ladies draw. Women's singles draw. Uh, let's start at the top with Iga Sviantek. Again, that's not, not Sviatek. As they said in the draw yeah. ceremony today, you could at least like get her name right. You know, she's number one, one Mike. She's one thirty-five, and she's in Mike. the same quarter. Yeah. I'll just get to her now as the player who was referred to on second reference as Julia Pagula, which is just <laughs> not the same person as Jessica Pagula. Those are not the same first. How do you even read that? <laughs> I, it was Jerry Armstrong doing the draw, and just like it's honestly just like there, there, those are like there was a bigger pattern of lots of, especially you know. Uh, less Anglo names that were more butchered or just like just dropped syllables and mixed up syllables and stuff. And just like, you're Wimbledon. Like have some pride in these players who are here. I, I don't know if that was like recorded anywhere that trust your money, but someone could make a really devastating supercut of this, of this man saying names <laughs> horribly. It was embarrassing. Yeah. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Yeah. It was really embarrassing. Yeah. I was embarrassed for that. Completely, yeah. And why can't I just don't understand why there couldn't be a just practice, you know? Go yes, you do, have the names in the advance. Names of the po- because, you know, a few times. And also, like, and, or just get someone from, if you're that incapable of doing it, have someone else read the names who's, like, prepared yeah, yeah. for it. You know, you know, you know like, tennis players are. Well, yeah, like, I've seen the WTA draws. I've been, I've noted it. Like, Tony Cho is one of the WTA supervisors. I've seen him. I saw him do the Indian Wells draw this year. And he knows all the names very well. He, cause he works with these players, you know, day in, day out. And yeah. if, if Armstrong doesn't, uh, not that it was much better for the men than the women, but like the women were especially bad. Anyway, so I enjoyed Kokio, mm, and then he, he just like stopped in the middle of it. And then of what? Kokioretto. Oh yes, he had a tough one with with Elizabeth Kokioretto. Yeah, uh, that's a tough one, but like he. It's a tough one, yeah. It's a tougher one, but, but he really like, did not <clears> nail it. <laughs> okay, uh, so Iga Shvantec, uh for those of you paying attention at home, opens against Yana Fett. Um, famous holder of match points against Kalen Wozniacki at the 2018 Australian Open. Uh, Shvantec's second round is against Dankovinic, who was one of the players who played her relatively tougher in Paris during her romp there. Or, or Sonic Kato. Or Sonic Kato. What about, I don't know anything about her. Um, Tell me about her. British wildcard. Well, well, well the, the fun fact thing is that when Raducanu won the US Open, like this video of Raducanu, like eight years old on like a mini court, Went viral because it was like some oh, epic was her opponent? that was Cartel. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> and so yeah, so they they'd gone up the rankings. But, you know, they'd played with each other from when they were kids. So she's uh, Cartel's twenty, um, and you know Emma's twenty one. Uh, so Emma's nineteen, sorry. Mm-hmm. And but Cartel had a, a ton of injuries, and you know just you know. Uh, but since she's kind of started to play um, professionally regularly, she's just breathed up the rankings. Really, she's yeah. won a ton of twenty five k's and. She's just she's a good like compact like quite small but consistent player you know and cool. nice forehand and yeah so at Wimbledon debut so I'm I'm very interested to see her and I'm also looking forward to like drunk people here just being like go on Sonai go on Sonny you know sure <laughs> let's talk about the draw obviously from the Ega perspective Ega is on a 35 match win streak you may have heard uh, she's won yeah. many titles in a row. Um, she, yeah, so Fett, then winner of Kovinich Kartal, and then potentially the seed Putin Seva or Cornet or Claire Lou or Parisis Diaz. I, I hadn't noted that. What? Just the drama of that, that first round. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cornet, Putin Seva. Yeah. I hadn't noted that either. That is, <laughs> that is one to attend for sure. 
That is the one. Wasn't it Putin Seva? Where she, no, it was a Ronnie. Where what? where Cornet did the what? Yeah. Oh my God! No! No! <laughs> uh, the famous vine of that. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, I think those are reasonably fine messages for uh, matchups for Shvantec. And then the fourth round would be a Barbara Krejcikova as the seed here at number 13, who has not been playing great since her no. comeback. She only played Eastbourne. She, she pulled lost out of... Lost uh, the Kostyuk. Yeah, the, lost the Kostyuk. But wait, won three sets. Yeah. Um, which, that's not a bad loss, I but think, just like, yeah. I think, I kind of think she's low on confidence right now. But she could find it, I think, you know. I know. And her draw is actually not bad. Well, her first round is not bad against Zanevska. Yeah. And then she gets Golubic, who made quarterfinals here last year, or Pekovic. Um, and then potentially Jill Teichman. So there's room for her in this in this yeah. section. But at, at some point, sorry, at some point she's gonna, I think she'll find a rhythm. I again. hope and so. I mean, yeah, the main thing is her main issue is injury. So we'll yeah. see how she. No, I hope that. so because like she was such it was such a she was someone when she got to number two, like she deserved it. Yeah. Like in this section where the WTA top ten is wonky, like the Krejcikova ascendancy was real. Yeah. And she like that's what she did between Strasbourg, and let's say all the way through U.S. Open last year. At, was like so strong and consistent the whole way and then, and, and then in January she made you know she made the course of the thing, I think. Uh, fourth, fourth round. round and but she also made the final of Sydney who, who did it? Yeah, yeah. she lost to uh, Keys I think yeah you're right yeah. Um, yeah and then Keys beat somebody else in the quarters um, maybe Keys beat her in the quarters uh Right in below if you have the uh, results of that section of the draw. It's been a long year. It's been a long year. <laughs> Great cheek of, anyway, uh, I want to give a shout out in this section to qualifier Catherine Harrison, who I talked to in uh, in Roehampton when I was there last week. Uh, Catherine Harrison, 28 years old. This is her first time ever qualifying for a slam qualifying singles draw. And she's someone, she got a wild card uh, into WTA Memphis, which is her hometown, when she was like 17 in like 2011. That was her only other previous tour level main draw match. Uh, before maybe she played like Cleveland or something, which was sort of an off week last year. Um, but just very cool to see someone who's not really been close to this level really seizing the moment and playing well in three qualifying matches, beat Bonaventure second round, which is a solid win. Um, yeah, just happy for her. And, and a winnable first round against Arantxa Roofs, honestly. Um, so, and two-handed forehand, Captain Harrison. I wish I wish Wimbledon qualities were still free. But. It's 10 pounds, but I agree. Make it free. I'm fine with that. Uh, so I like I like Shvantec to get through to the quarterfinals, and then the quarterfinals she could face uh, Julia Pagula, uh, the as the draw announcer, Jessica to uh, the paper version. Uh, Pagula, who's just been very consistent, and solid, um, but hasn't played recently. Hasn't played, her mom has been having yeah, some health yeah. problems. I saw um, some writing about that. So hopefully everything's going well with her. Um, we'll see if she. I'm not sure she's here. I haven't seen her here actually yet, so I'm not sure if she's here. But she's still in the draw, so hopefully that's the sign that her mom's doing okay. One would hope. Um, we're doing better or stable. Um, Pagula opens against Anna Vekic, who's done well at Wimbledon in the past, uh, and then potentially Shelby Rogers as her seed, or Mardich, who's done okay here. Maybe I'm making that up. I'm not sure actually. Uh, and then uh, Muguruza is the number nine seed here, who's been really off. And then uh, Rabakina is the other seed here. Rabakina, I, I, I want to pick to do well here. Like I just believe so much in her talent and her ball striking and everything. I, I, I want to pick her. Um, but so, go ahead. No, I mean, and there's also a match between unseated uh, Jean King Wen and uh, Sloane Stevens. So I, I was at Eastbourne and I saw Rebakina playing with, um, training with uh, Bublik. Oh, which okay. Was, which was fun, but yeah. it was also just interesting because he w- she was trying to return his serve, and she was kind of a bit, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's jokey. It's not just no, no. She's kind of nervous and not, and so her coach was constantly like in her ear. 
and then like just telling after every serve telling her you know how she should return it she should get close to the baseline it's Bublik serve I don't know <laughs> I wasn't so sure about his direction but you know afterwards Bublik was just like I'm gonna serve to you and then he aced um, uh, Rubakina's coach a couple of times and he was like leave the little girl alone let, let, leave the little girl alone <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was fascinating. I was only there for like five minutes and I caught that whole like episode and it was very interesting. What I will say to that is I'm very excited for these reports or rumors, uh, which I don't know if I started them, but these reports that there were meetings in, happening in Rome between the tours and Tennis Australia about having a mixed team event potentially to supersede ATP Cup next year because things like Bublik, uh, Rakhina as a team for Kazakhstan would be tremendous. Yeah, I mean... I'm not sure there's a bigger contrast of personality. No, exactly. But they also like would be so good together if yeah, they, yeah, they played yeah. because like they're both really big hitters and yeah, I just have a lot of admiration for her, her game. Sorry, one person I didn't mention in this section is Bianca Andreescu, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is a big oversight for me. She plays uh, I mean, a Bechtus first round uh, former Michigan Wolverine, go blue, and, uh, and then uh, could get Rebecca in the second round. That's a tough second round. Yeah. And and should not just that Andreescu is currently in the final, final Bad Homburg, yeah. Bad Homburg, first ever basketball final. Yeah, she got a walkover from Simone Halep today, but yeah. like, she's just nice to see her, you know, winning a few matches in a row. That's going to be, in my opinion, there's going to be an explosion soon. I think so. And like, I, we got this a little bit, this conversation a bit, I don't know, I think on the show, but like, when only one of the top 10 seeds in the French Open made the fourth round this year in the women's side, which was number one, Shantek, like, the best players on tour right now, or people we must believe in and their talent and their abilities, are not the same as people who are in the top ten right now. And Andrescu is very much one of those people who I yeah. think, like in terms of what we, her potential and what she can do, easily top ten. And so I want to see her get back up to the rankings and sort of correct the rankings and be in there too. I put I put Osaka in the same category. Yeah. Like I would like to see the rankings have just match our truth yeah a bit more and and more than that i want to see them play each other really also regularly. Yeah. yeah once we get there um okay this next quarter i think is actually pretty darn open from the top season anyway paula bedosa is another player who is seated fourth um and she uh is not playing that great lately she's not been good on grass understatement yeah she lost badly to jody burridge yes. in eastbourne did, did would you have recognized jody burridge before I've seen the name, I would not recognize the face. Yeah. No, no. She, she's, not, she's playing well, a young Brit, but that's a bad The loss. Brits are doing pretty well. It's been a yeah. good moment for the Brits. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's grass. Where... No, but you guys don't always do that well on grass. No. Plenty but, of hard L's have been yeah. taken by Brits in this no, tournament. It's, 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 it has been impressive. Like, there's Peniston, Broad, um, Peniston Burridge, and and Bolter all beat top 10 players, which is kind yeah. of crazy if you think about it. I like Bolter a lot, actually. I'm, I'm, I, I like, like her game a lot. I like Bolter, yeah. Um, we'll get to her. I haven't seen her in the draw yet. No, we'll get to her eventually. Uh, but also opens against Luisa Chirico, who's a throwback name. She made the semifinals of Madrid in 2016 um, in a sort of breakout run. Hard that they should have some kind of backing up. There's some injury issues and stuff, but nice to see her back in the mix, making through qualifying. Um, Honestly, I don't hate her chances against Pedosa if she's low on confidence right now, and and Trico has matches under her belt. Um, the winner of that match plays the winner of Bara Pak Chloe Paquet, and then uh, Kvitova, who's in here as the seed. Uh, this is a really good draw for Patrick Kvitova. Uh, I think getting Pedosa of, of the top eight you're going to draw. Kvitova is into the Eastbourne final. Some vintage stuff. Um, we got our hopes of Kvitova 
Wimbledon in recent years several times. She has not been good here lately no. at Wimbledon. Um, I hope that changes. Yeah. And in general, her, her, her years are really bad. I mean, yeah, her, her year has been horrific. I think she entered the tournament, I think it was, I want to say, well, I'm not going to say that, but she's been... Bad in the race, you mean? Or no, I was going to say, I, I think the record was 8-10. I think yeah, I wrote that, that at sounds about right. Um, and, and yeah, she's just been struggling badly. And <coughs> so, you know, she had quite a... She played a, a, a few Brits in a row. I mean, Bolter pushed her really yeah. hard. But she's found something this week in, in Eastbourne. And that's, you know, as you said, we it's hard to get, get your hopes up given how that's ended in, in recent years. But no. you kind of always want to believe in Petra if you can believe in anything believe in Petra at the Wimbledon that would be you know? that would be a great really popular result she goes on a run here yeah for sure um, so her, her draw is pretty good and in the fourth round she could play potentially uh, 21 seed Camilla Georgie or uh, 16 seed Simona Halep who just pulled out of Bud Homburg with a stiff neck issue uh, from that semifinal against Andrescu uh, but Halep opens against uh, Carolina Mukova this is the match I, I believe will be the first match on center court on the Tuesday. No? No. You're hearing no. It's, it's Triantec. Really? They, they've, they've, they've announced it. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Ooh, I don't like that. So I, I think apparently part of the reasoning was that because Halep withdrew from her semifinal with a stiff neck, not, you know, but because she withdrew from the semifinal, they wanted to make sure that that was a match. But I mean, I definitely agree. I think. <laughs> you know, you, you, Ooh, you I hate that. Guy. I agree with you. I think it should have been Halep all day. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, no. <laughs> Ooh, no, no, no. Because you don't see Craig Tizer yeah, also right. said that, that Barty, Barty had requested yeah. or yeah. like asked that they give what would have been her. Because they give this the women. So the men's champion always plays first on the Monday, which is a little honor. The women's champion gets this incredibly lesser honor of being first on the second day. When the court's already more chewed up. By the way, they've been practicing on the center court. We talked about this with Alex Willis in the podcast. Uh, comes out also this weekend. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't like that. <laughs> Ooh, no, 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 no. Because Halb didn't get to do it last year when she yeah. was defending champion. And oh, didn't, get to do it, didn't get to do it in 2020 as well. Because right. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. I don't. No, no, no. But I, like I, that. I agree with you. It's, Especially it's because, like, decision. unless they've heard from her. Maybe they heard from her that she's, like, actually in really bad shape. If they have, wishing her luck, okay. But if she's ready to play here and just being preventative or caught precautious, uh, cautious in uh, in pulling out of that, oh no 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 no! Uh, but tough first round draw against for her against uh, Mukova. Oh, she's on center. But like, why would you? No, 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 no. There's no good reason for this at all. No, 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 no. I feel like that woman in uh, Get Out. Um, I mean, you sound like Jesse J here, but. Oh, no, 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 no. Exactly, yeah. I, I follow David Kahn on Twitter. I have seen that, yes. All right. Um, Karolina Pliskova is the high seed in the bottom part of this quarter, uh, who's, not, again, not had a great year, uh, gets uh, Teresa Martincheva in the second, first round. What were you going to say about Pliskova? Well, I was going to say that's an understatement. It's been horrible. Well, yeah. she was hurt. She, she, but, yeah, she for, fell and for good hurt reason, her yeah. wrist or yeah. hand at the start of the year. And had surgery. Yeah. And then had COVID also. Yeah. yeah. And but then, still, but still the results have not been great. Yeah. Uh, not a great draw for her, really, because she starts against Martinsova, who's a solid player, made third round here last year, I believe. Um, and then Katie Bolter, who's been really surging and, and playing well and really confident right now. Yeah. Um, and then in the third round, she could get da, 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 Serena Williams. Remember her? Remember her? Seen her a couple, hit her a couple times lately. Uh, Serena Williams, I don't know if we talked talk about her at the French Open show, but we like kind of, I think maybe we did. Like, there was every reason to think, especially when she did not enter Wimbledon when the entry list came out, 
that she was done. Right? I mean, like, well, because she was at that point going to be unranked after this tournament. She's still old because there's no ranking points. Um, I mean, unranked had not been entering tournaments for all year. So, and we had no evidence at that point of her training. So, what reason was there to think that she wasn't done? No, I agree with that. I, so, yeah. de facto retired. I, I put less on the, you know, we've talked about this anyway, on, on the entry, on her not getting a protected ranking, just because I think it's Serena and she doesn't follow no, the I same know. rules. Yeah. As, as, as she, she'll, do, she'll do things how she wants to do. She'll, she'll make Wimbledon move their wildcard announcement up a day, just, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is great. Yeah, no. So Serena is back. You were in Eastbourne, uh, where she played her first event, which was a doubles event uh, with Angebur. Like in 2018, when she came back from maternity leave, she played just doubles at Fed Cup the first time um, and played really badly, actually, against the Netherlands. Um, against Demi Schurz and maybe Kirkova. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, and but then she was better in singles in New Wells and made the third round and lost to Venus. Yeah. Um, and then really paid Venus back at the U.S. Open dramatically for that loss <laughs> um, in one of Serena's more savage matches. We've both watched her practice here a couple different times. Uh, Serena's 40 years old. She's always played the draw, either draw, by a good distance. What? Or is Feliciano? Anyway, she's definitely the oldest women's draw. Let's say that anyway. Um, what can we expect from Serena Williams here? Who I will say... Got a really nice first two rounds of the draw. Opening as Harmony Tan, who's a actually a nice player. I think people will enjoy watching Harmony Tan. Um, cousin Harmony, as we know her on this show. Uh, she is a sort of stylish encore player, a lot of variety, a lot of shots, yeah. very French flairy kind of player. Um, made the semis of Guy Budden, which is... Yeah. That, that's, that's for the flair, you know. Yeah, definitely. If, if you can play tennis when the ball's not pouncing, yeah. you're a good player. So maybe maybe tougher draw than we realized, but not a bad draw, because she could have played Chianta like first round. And so the bar was very high for what would be a bad draw. Um, but a pretty good draw and then three best Tormo or Mikhail second round uh, what do you expect from Serena here and how does she how does she look to you and what you've seen of her both in Eastbourne and here I mean the first thing is that I mean she, she announced this less than two weeks ago that she's coming yeah. back I'm not expecting anything you know <laughs> my, my days of predicting Serena Williams can do is they are over um, I think I, I will say that I, I was on, on the positive side, I was pleasantly surprised by how she played in doubles. Yeah. Just, you know, the the serving, even volleying, she was volleying better than she, she's she been volleying the last few years. You know, she looked really confident up there. And, um, you know, I, I think it, it's clear that she's been, you know, train, training to, you know, she's been training seriously. But I just, I think the big question is just her movement on, on the court. You know, I, I think that's the big question for me. I think movement, and for me, what I've seen from her, even just like stamina. Yeah. Because she's, in, I've seen her watch. I've watched her play a couple tie breaks against uh, her hitting partner, Jeremy Jenkins, and I'm not even sure they're full tie breaks, honestly. But you know, points, and like, she just, he's making her run sometimes, and she does not seem to want to do that. <laughs> like she's just sort of like, oh god, I'm running, and then looking just like exhausted yeah. afterwards. And granted, that's her run of practice court with very people watching. Um, uh, and maybe she'll have more of a game face and more of like a you know putting on a, a tougher exterior rather than just like sticking her tongue out and panting like she was doing at Narangi. Or maybe she'll just play so that she doesn't move. And that maybe she just won't. Yeah, maybe she won't. Move. No, but I mean like maybe she'll just be on the attack the whole time and we'll yeah. see. No, but if we'll like but if like Harmony Tan is hitting drop shots, which she will, presumably. Yeah. Like well, I don't know. I I think the the upside and the downside, or sorry, 
the, let me rephrase that. The floor and the ceiling for Serena at this tournament are very far apart in terms of what the level she delivers. She can lose to Harmony yeah. Tan. If she's not playing well and has not played a singles match in a year, and like Harmony Tan is plays really well and is able to expose these weaknesses we have we see in Serena. Okay. No, I just don't know. I, yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying the, the the variability is huge. Is what I'm saying. But it's nice having her back. I'm very happy that we had not seen the last of her because I thought we might have. Yeah. And getting to see more of her is, is interesting. You talked. You were, you were at her press conference in. Uh, yeah, I was also at in Eastbourne. It's fun to actually see her. I saw her practicing and so, so at Eastbourne there's an offsite um, tennis club where mm -hmm. players who aren't on site can practice as well. And I went like no one would tell me where I was, but I. I I found it and, and went there, and it was just funny to, to watch Serena at some private tennis club, you know, just just practicing with her team, with, with TFO, TFO, actually. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the peop random people w would just walk past and then turn turn their heads and be like, oh, that's, that's you know, that's Serena Williams. I can't yeah. believe Serena Williams is in, in my town. I've seen her on TV, and she's like, like those things like that. It was just very weird to see. Um, and, yeah, just, just seeing her, I don't know, the things she does you know the the orchestrating the press conferences and can you, you explain know. what that is with serena self-moderating a press conference <laughs> like we've experienced it many times and she has not lost her gift for it <laughs> no uh, just making sure that they're short and and repeatedly you know emphasizing that she's like she, okay last question yeah she, she's there for a good time not a long time <laughs> and uh it was funny like ons ended the press conference with like that's the funny that's that's the shortest press conference of my entire life <laughs> <laughs> and i mean that was actually that was also fun just seeing serena and ons together yeah. um you know that was a lot of fun it was very, very fun cool i don't know just to see you know african-american north african trailblazer just i don't know it was interest it's interesting to me that serena picked ons of, of all the players and yeah. just very cool to see how i don't know like that they so, so they first like on the day of their first match, they met, and that was when they they'd first met since it, it all happened. And just to see Ons like walk towards her and just start being like, in, you know, in, starting the conversation and making jokes and just seeing how confident she was, like, yeah. you know, that's Ons, right? Yeah, no, Ons is it was great. Ons is like so clearly like the the most popular, you know, the sort of Miss Congeniality, most popular, whatever you want to say of the tour, like. She's just like so. Everyone likes Ons. Everyone's got things to say about Ons. And Ons, we'll get to in this bottom half of the draw uh, momentarily. Uh, I think we covered everything in the top half. Ons can also win this tournament. I mean, like, she's playing, and that's say that in the Shvantec era. Like, she's playing really, really well. One Berlin. On grass is And she's, like, grass is her best surface, I think. And then she's good on clay, but I think grass yeah, is for sure, yeah. even better upside. Um, so, yeah, it was just cool to watch with Serena. And, I, I and hope Serena does well. And, and I should, should yeah. note just that, um, so, so Ons was the person who pulled out of their doubles and she trained today, which is... Yeah, I, yeah. Do, I think that, I don't read anything. Oh, oh me, me too. Just, I was just, just point, once once I realized, I was like, they're not going to keep playing because I don't want to be in Eastbourne that long. Yeah. They had a day especially, off yesterday. Especially playing doubles, yeah. you know, when you want to be training for singles. singles. Yeah, no, it was it was the right thing to do. Um, even though it would have been cool to have them hosting, hosting a trophy because yeah. they could have. Uh, for sure in that draw. Uh, one section we didn't mention briefly, uh, the fourth round for whoever makes it out of Serena's Pliskova section uh, could play Coco Goff, uh, who's the 11th seed, or Amanda Nisimova. I think they both have a pretty straightforward path to the third round, which would be a fun match between two young Americans uh, who play each other in the US Open Junior Final back when yeah. Coco was 13, which is crazy. And then Nisimova <laughs> was only 15 or 16 yeah. at the time. Um, so that would be an interesting match, uh, and a tough match for whoever makes it out of that Serena of a section uh, there. So interesting, really interesting quarter of the draw there. And now we move to the bottom half of the draw. We should, we should just note that 
They all still digging that damn hole. Oh, there's a third person. Yeah, there's another person digging. <laughs> kind of person like almost lowered himself head first into the hole. Um, yeah, the hole is, is it's not getting less holy. Uh, they're still they're still working on it. All right, um, we now have uh, the previously mentioned Anshabur quarter of the draw. So let's start with Ons here. Um, she opens her draw is good. Uh, she opens against Miriam Bjorklund, who is a qualifier from Sweden. Probably people know probably know her as the girlfriend of Denis Shapovalov, who, according to Denis Shapovalov, in one of the most absurd sequences, <laughs> I can tell, I, thank you for smiling, so I remembered this. Most absurd sequences of the grass season got very upset that his girlfriend was being discriminated against because they wouldn't let her practice at Queen's Club. A club named after a powerful woman. <laughs> that's what got me. When he invoked oh, yeah. the Queen's gender, that's when I, that's when I started and, laughing. And you know who the, which Queen it's named after, right? The Queen's Club. Uh, it's Queen Victoria, not Queen Queen. Elizabeth. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. He's, he's been reading his history books for that. Yeah, I'm not even sure he knew that. Did he know that? No, I'm, I'm, sure, sure. He did. I'm sure he didn't know. I'm sure he didn't. He, <laughs> but anyway, the whole thing was <laughs> But like, if you're not a tournament, if you're not a player of the tournament, like you don't let you practice there. That seems reasonable. Yeah. He wasn't hit. I don't think she was hitting with him. No, and, and it's a private club, so you know there are issues, <laughs> as as we discussed at the beginning. Yeah, you know, drag all, all the you know British tournaments. I mean, there are reasons for criticizing queens in general. Yeah, um, but. That was just that was silly stuff. That was very silly. Uh, so Anjouver opens against Bjorkland, who is allowed to practice here. Um, uh, then maybe Rebecca Marino, who's been on their up, up swing and closing in on top hundred. Although again, it's frustrating with like people like Marino and like Catherine Harrison. I mean, like they actually can't gain any points here, which is yeah, that's yeah. what I feel worse for in yeah, this yeah, whole situation. Sure, yeah. So players like that who are playing well and not getting momentum point, yeah. from it, uh, and then could get uh, Kai Kanepi throw potentially for. For Ons, which is a tough draw in theory. I don't know that Kepi makes it past Claire Tossin, first of all, in the second round. I don't know. I feel like I feel like, ta- I feel like Kenepi's due to lose momentum. I think that's unfair. And she lost pretty soundly to Coco Golf at, at the French Open. I don't know. I'm just a little bit less scared of Kenepi for some reason right now. I feel like having a seed next to her is something she's allergic to. I think she's a that's, seed that's, allergy. That's a fair point, yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. She needs, yeah. But, maybe, but maybe the Ons match is... Uh, it's certainly not one Ons would be looking forward to. She would be no, no, she would be nervous about yeah, that, yeah. justifiably so with with her record. And so then, it, no, I'll just say like after the French Open first round loss, I think this is a, a kind of a big tournament for Ons. To, I agree. To show that she's the contender, she's she's actually going to be world number two this week. I think. Is she? I think so. She's passing Contevate. She's defending quarters here. No, I mean like the start of this week. Is she? Yeah, because um, of the Eastbourne results. Oh, okay. Great. She deserves it. She, and, she should be number two. Yeah, and, and if that is the case, then she'd be the, the highest-ranked African player of all time. Excellent. Like, yeah, passing ahead of Kutzer. Kutzer, yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. So, 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 like, this is a big tournament, I think, to establish herself and, you know, a deep run as a top seed and to, I don't know, just to not fall into, you know... I don't just struggling at big tournaments and all. I don't know. I want yeah, to see, no, I want to see a statement would, result. Would, if she loses early here, and even in Kennedy, there would sort of be like, well, but not the slams kind of, yeah. you know, rumblings, mumblings would start about on. Which she, yeah, I, I think she's a good big stage player. I think she. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think she played okay. I think Lynette played really well in that first match at the French Open. Not a disaster loss. Anyway, uh, we have uh, Jabir fourth round potentially could be tough against uh, Angelique Kerber. 
um, who is obviously a Wimbledon champion, 2018. Uh, semifinalist here last year, really good run to semifinalist here last year, lost to Barty. That was a good run for her. She's in her 30s and holding it down for sort of the 30-somethings, really, at this point. Um, Lisa Merton's also in here, a qualifier in here. Uh, Fernanda Contreras-Gomez, who's a qualified second slam in a row, uh, played college tennis in the U.S. alongside Asha Sharma at Vanderbilt, and Mexican-American player uh, there. We're up saying Mexico. Uh, so that's all, all cool. And uh, then uh, on in the fourth round could get, this is a bit of an open section, this next one. Uh, Danielle Collins, number seven, she's been missed a lot of terms with injuries and just health issues this year. Um, she's the high seed here. And the, the 10 seed is Emma Raducanu, who uh, has been closely watched during this grass season, but took an, got an injury very early in her first match. The first game of the, the first match. The first game of the first match of, of grass, the grass season. season. Um, I, we just did a whole show about Anna Rockani because I talked to Mike Dixon on the last episode. I don't want to get, get too much into her. Um, but she's sounding a pessimistic note. It's an interesting mix for her because she's been like playing pick, uh, spike ball over. I don't know if you've seen her do that ever yeah. at uh, Bayerangi, uh, which is people who don't know spike ball. It's, look it up on Google Images or something. It's hard to explain right now. It's sort of like radial volleyball or something. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, uh, she. Uh, I think expectations are really low for her, right here. If, if she plays, if she, I you think, think she might not play, I mean, it's, there's still a question. So, so as of to, you know, um, she missed her practice. She today. missed her practice with Muguruza, and like her team were, didn't respond to questions about what was happening. So, well, they're not very responsive generally. I mean, well, it's, yeah, this is off. Yeah, um, <laughs> we yeah, we'll cover that later. But, <laughs> but the point is that um, yeah, the, the question it's still not. There are still question marks, and we'll, we'll see. She, she's doing press tomorrow, so we'll see. We'll see what's happening with her then. Um, and there's a couple of players in here in the lower seeds of um, uh, Allison Risk and Madison Keys, two grass-liking Americans, big hitters, uh, who could potentially pounce in this open section if it is there. Um, and Van Oyfink, who is uh, Radikana's first run opponent, is a solid player yeah, on grass. I mean, that's, that's a, not a good draw. That's a yeah. Uh, that's yeah, Van Oyfink won Geiber. My favorite tournament, as you may have noted. <laughs> and also, um, she won Serbiton. She made the quarters of um, Sotogumbosh. She's had like, she only lost to Sabalenka and um, uh, who's the second? Anisimova, both in third set tie breaks. So oh, wow. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, she's playing well, and that's very, that's one of the toughest, outside of like, you know, possibly Serena and Andrescu, that's one of the toughest draws you could get. I can imagine if it had been Serena Radicano. <laughs> it would have felt so rich. I would have been crying. Um, just out of the, you know, the height. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough for, what I'm saying, it's tough for Radicard. This has just been a, honestly, it's been a, a horrible grass season for her, just getting injured so early. After all the, like, the anticipation about, you know, her coming home, but, you know, coming back after the US Open, and she can't even play it. That's just, that's just horrible for any athlete. I'll ask you this, because you're a close Radicard watcher, obviously, as a British tennis correspondent as well. And we talk about this Mike, but like, he was saying that like there's been sort of instability in terms of her hiring a full-time team, um, including on the physical training side of things, and she keeps getting hurt this year. Yeah, like is that just as simple as it? Does she just need to sort of professionalize her operation on that front? I mean, it, I, I, it would surely help. Yeah, because you know she. I mean, I'm sure Mike said she's been using the LTA services a lot, and, and having the same person around her every single day is what most top players strive for. And I, I you know, I'm not going to sit here and. I, I just I don't know. It's, it's weird to just be like she she's about a, a nineteen year old exactly. girl. She should do this. She should do yeah, that. Yeah. That's I don't know. It's weird to me. It's not you know we 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 talk 
in certain ways about football teams and those are like big organizations where people paid ridiculous money to, to make these decisions so I think in, in a way she should be able to you know you know if she thinks it's better for her then she should be able to make make if it's if it's incorrect she should be able to make those mistakes yeah. and then learn from them and you know the learning from it's the most important thing. it's tough because like she is and I've spent more time with her than I wanted to hear sorry but like she is a big t- part of a big team like she's a Max Eisenbud player like that's a theoretically you know a top flight IMG sort of level player they should have the expertise and experience to put the support around her to get her to these boxes to check but she's at the, the same time she is the CEO yeah. of Emirati Khanu Incorporated <laughs> ultimately to, to, reference, to reference Milos Raonic <laughs> never afraid to reference or not reference um, as as Willem says and uh, yeah I I think that it's uh, yeah I think that maybe she's learning from mistakes but just like you know wish there could be it feels like a bit of stubbornness in a certain level on some of that which is yeah. unfortunate but also she's won a grand slam yeah. so how could she not back herself on yeah. pretty much everything um, alright so that is the that quarter of the draw the Jabir quarter and which shows running relatively long last quarter um, gosh who's even in this last quarter um, oh I know who's in this last quarter it's Elena Ostapenko yeah. and Belinda Bencic but um those are the 12 and 14 teams, respectively. Let's start with Ostapenko's uh, section of the draw. She's in the same section as Sakari. And I looked at this, I looked at this the draw was a lot folding loud. I was like, ooh, there's like not many people in here. And Ostapenko, who is a uh, fascinating, enigmatic player with wonderful uh, couture during these last few months of just <laughs> wild, ruffly, houndstooth outfit she's been reeling out. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what the Wimbledon one. What, I Wimbledon? bet it's pretty boring. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, Wimbledon's not going to fit her that kind of aesthetic. Sadly, that sort of, yeah. well, yeah. that no, sort of. I'm, I'm interested to see what she's going to do with, with no colors. Like, like, yeah, let's hope she does something. Um, but she's two twelve, and her draw is really good. Uh, Ocean Dodan, uh, Wickmeyer, uh, Zhu. Good, good to see her back. Yeah, good to see Wickmeyer back as a, as a first time back from maternity leave in a Wickmeyer. Wick, you know, Wickmeyer, uh, twenty two seed Martina Trevisan, who just obviously made French Open semis, but. Not much expected on grass. I mean, it's mad that she's the 22nd season. I know. <laughs> no, that, that's what I was sort of like, whoa, when I yeah. take a break. She deserves it for making a yeah, semi-final. Sure, yeah. But, um, yeah, when, when, it, when it came up on the board, I was like, you know. Yeah, yeah, wow. definitely. Uh, and then Maria Sakari, who's number five seed here, who theoretically should be tough and could regain some form, but just, like, seems low on confidence. She had a really um, a rough uh, stretch. Here she's going. Yeah. A lot of just, like, lot of just like painful losses for, for Sakari. But she, she, but she, but she, her, she she's not... Against grass, her draw is not bad. Again, the section is really open. So if if Maria Sakari can get to the fourth round against Ostapenko, and even if Ostapenko gets her, because she's certainly not been reliable at slams lately, if and maybe she's tired from the Eastbourne run to the final already, uh, Sakari can beat Ostapenko if she's playing well. Like she's you know obviously much more athletic and things like that. Um, yeah, interesting sort of sort of section. Um, and then the other part of the section, Belinda Bench is fourteen, really likes grass um, for her junior Wimbledon champ. Uh, made the final of uh, Berlin, or made the semis of Berlin. Lost to she, reti- she made the final. And retired against. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I was yeah. trying to remember how that ended exactly. And she retired to Ons. I forgot which round. Um, yeah, Benchich. If she's healthy from her injury, which I don't think was too severe, um, is in a good section against. Also, but in here is uh, Beatrice Haddad Maya, who's been a really breakout player of the grass season, um, going on a double-digit win streak. And yeah. and look sharp from from Brazil. So that's one, a tough yeah. that's a tough se- section for seeds. Yeah, I mean, not to say she won Nottingham, won Birmingham, reached yeah. semis of Eastbourne. That's pretty pretty darn good. Yeah, and 
and yeah, and all they're, our and they're, they're, they're twins as well. So there's also that. Benchic and Helen Meyer look very similar. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's what, yeah. And, and then the, the yeah, number two seed here is Annette Contivate, who, again, like, it's Contivate's tough because, like, I, I'll be honest, I am pretty sure I covered a bunch of tournaments this year. I went to Melbourne uh, to cover the warm up tournaments there uh, the first week of the year. I went to Australian Open. I went to Indian Wells. I went to Miami. I went to Madrid. I went to Rome. I went to Berlin. And and I'm here at Wimbledon so far. And I have not yet spoken to Annette Contivate because she hasn't done well any of those tournaments to speak of. And, um, you know, she was there. I could I could have sought her out, but for like, she's really not had a great year. She, I say those particularly because she had a good February when I wasn't there. She won St. Petersburg. She made a final of uh, Doha. Uh, so she's had okay results this year at, at that one stretch. Um, but yeah, for number two, it's a yeah. rough, it's a rough number two right now. And it sucks that like, it's not her fault that she's number two. People are going to, people are ripping on her or ripping on sort of the tour. And like number two really right now is Ash Barty. Ash Barty was still in the ranking system. She would still have the points and she's still be number two from those two slams on her ranking and Cincinnati, you know, title even would be plenty to keep her at number two yeah. and it, winning, uh, Adelaide or whatever. Yeah. She'd be number two. Yeah. Um, it is worth remembering that some of those points are... Points are missing, and it's yeah. going to be even more a factor when Wimbledon points are gone and there's only three slams on the ranking. It's like, it's just a, a, a weird scene. And, you know, so Conteve had, had uh, uh, caught COVID during Madrid, and uh, she had struggled with that. You weren't laughing at that. You're laughing, laughing, at, the you're laughing at the person who's now, like, fully head submerged in the <laughs> hole. The hole is not getting better, you guys. I think we're going to have to go over there and, and talk to them and see, get a whole report. Yeah. Um, Get the whole story on the whole. Let's move on. Um, to Contivate? Or to... That's the end of the draw. We have nothing to move on to. Yeah. We did it. did it. But yeah, we've, we've been recording this for about an hour and a half. And the hole is still a hole. And still there's a person, again, like... I think they're just going to fall in. This going to get swallowed by this hole. Don't take a picture yeah, of the hole for... Yeah, I'm going to remember it. Yeah, yeah. See if you can put... We'll put that out on our... Uh, on CR Social for our live shooting location. I'm bad at photos, so don't judge me. Well, you're blind, so. Yeah. Um, I'll try one, too. All right. Thank you, Timani. Thanks for having Any me. Any other parting thoughts? Just No, just, just glad to be back. It's always, always forget how nice it, nice it is just to be at Wimbledon when it's quiet and, it's, yeah. you know. We don't, we don't like people. It's, it's, it's <laughs> I agree. And there's no middle Sunday yeah. to enjoy that. That's, I'm, that, that's I, a bummer yeah. for us. Yeah. Do, Good do, for do, fans. Do, do you think? Yeah. Do you think it's a good thing overall? Taking it's a like, good thing. That there's play on the Sunday. I like the idea of a day off in the middle of a slam. I think that's like interesting and actually like healthy for an event to have people, even just the staff and everybody working, and organizers have, and the players have yeah, a day off. Players really like it. Players like being able to walk around, yeah. you know, and just kind but of I, relax. If, I wish it was the Monday because I don't like it being on a weekend. I think that's sort of classist to have a weekend be the day that. And it's a you know we talked about this, I mean, I talk this with Alex Willis. Um, uh, you know, it, it is a holdover of times when that was a religious consideration, which obviously it really is not anymore. Um, yeah, so I think it's all in all good. Um, I do obviously have fond memories of us seeing Beyonce on Middle Sunday. We couldn't do that this year. Oh, right. Um, we'll put a Beyonce song no, Maybe here. next time. I haven't heard the new one yet, have you? Yeah. How is it? It's not from, it's not, not it's for not you. my cup of, cup of tea. We'll, we'll put some better Beyonce in the outro here. Bye, folks. Bye.
you give it, I ain't from in this love, okay, you let me love you. 